0: Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church podcast. If you would like to learn more about our church, check out our website by going to r4sq.org. Stay tuned for today's sermon. Enjoy. God bless. The first chapter of the book of Hebrews, we're going to read from there today, and I'm going to share a hopefully brief Christmas message with you. Of course, we know brief is relative, right? I, I will do my best. I promise not to be long, but I do want to share the Word of God with you on this Christmas Eve. Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading in verse 1. You can step, Mario. You can step and play. That makes my reading, that's making my reading feel more anointed. There you go. Hebrews chapter 1 and I'll be reading from the NLT and you can follow behind me on the wall. The scripture will be there. It says, Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and He sustains everything by His mighty power or by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us, when the Son had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus, you are my son, today I have become your father. God also said "I I will be his father and he will be my son. And when he brought his supreme son into the world, God said, let all of God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says, he he sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with the scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, This is God speaking to the Son. He said, therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. Lord, I thank you for the reading of your word. The Father, in these next few moments, bless us to speaking of your word, I pray. Holy Spirit, come and fill this atmosphere fresh and anew with your vibrant presence touch every heart right now God, may every heart be open to hear from you, to hear from heaven Lord as I open my mouth before your people, I open my ears to you let the word of God be released in his house let every heart be encouraged, lifted up Lord let you be glorified by everything that we say or do. Now, Lord, hide me behind your word. I pray that man is not seen today, but that the words of the living God are heard, are echoed, are released in his house with power and with might. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And all that agree, said, amen. Can we give Mario a hand? Thank you, my brother. Well, today, in celebration of Christmas 2017, I'm going to speak to you a message entitled, A Son is Given. A Son is Given. It was a silent night. A silence so deafening that the sound it made is still heard loud and clear today. It was a holy night. A night so holy that all who comes to God in the name of the Son are set apart and they themselves are made holy just as He is holy. It also was a joyful night. A joy so gleeful that even mature men and women for 364 days each and every year look forward to celebrating this night. And finally, it was a peaceful night. It was a night that God came to us as one of us to make peace with all men. It was the night that Jesus came into the world as a babe. Most of the world think of this night as the night a child was born. But we who have been born again, we know it as the night a son was given. Man's relationship with God shifted the night that this babe came into the world. Not because he came wrapped in swaddling clothes, but because he came wrapped in the sinful flesh of man. God did not give us a babe to remember. He gave us a son to worship. For the Holy Spirit of God had come upon Mary and overshadowed her with the power and presence of the Most High. And in that moment, God imparted his life into Mary's womb, and this young virgin bore within her physical body the Holy Son of God. The end of Malachi to the early texts of the Gospels represent a span of some 400 years with no recorded communication from God to man. For 400 years, Prior to the coming of Jesus, the heavens were brass. They were closed off. There was a deep, deafening silence. But their silence was broken to announce the coming of the Messiah. It was broken to announce the coming of the Holy One, the Anointed One, the Son who was to be given. And the Gospels record four very important conversations that took place between heaven and earth that broke the silence. And each conversation was centered around the announced coming of the Son of God who was to be given for us. The first conversation is found in Luke chapter 1, verses 11 through 17. and It is between Zechariah, a Jewish priest, and Gabriel the angel. Luke writes, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was shaken and, and overwhelmed with fear when he saw the angel. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, she will give you a son and you are to name him John. Of course, the angel spoke of John the Baptist. Gabriel said, you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice in his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. This son of your Zechariah will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah who will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. John the Baptist was sent by God to prepare the way for the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sends Gabriel back to earth to deliver another message. This time he was sent to a virgin girl named Mary. And in Luke 1, 28 through 33, it says, Gabriel said to Mary, Greetings, favorite woman, for the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the the angel could mean. He said, Do not be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Going back to the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah wrote this about the son who would be given and his kingdom rule in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. Isaiah wrote, For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government would rest on his shoulders. And he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. And the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Jesus, the only begotten of God, was also God's firstborn. In the Jewish families, the firstborn son held a special place of highest privilege and responsibility. Jewish Christians, reading this passage, understood that as God's firstborn son, Jesus was superior to any created thing. You see, God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. He said, you are my son. Today I have become your father. And he said of Jesus, I will be his father and he will be my son. He said, let all of God's angels worship him. So when Gabriel came to make these things known to Mary, Mary asked him, but how can this happen? For I am a virgin. And in Luke 1.35, it says, The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. After 400 years, God breaks his silence by sending Gabriel to Zechariah and then to Mary to announce two miracles. The first miracle would be, Zechariah, you and your wife, who, are, who, are, who, are, who, who were at the time were old and well advanced in years, you're going to bear a child. The second miracle was a virgin is going to give birth. When I think about these miracles, I cannot help but think we've made Christmas too much about presents and gifts and not enough about the miracle work and power of God that made it all happen and that is available to us today. We have forsaken the power for presents. We have forsaken the power of God for presence. After learning of Mary's pregnancy, Joseph, who was a good man, who at the time Mary was betrothed to, did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break off his engagement with Mary privately or quietly. But as he considered this, an angel appeared to him in a dream and said in Matthew 1.20, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Why did Jesus come? Come on, don't shout me down. Why did he come? To save us from our sins. To save us from our sin. People have made the celebration of his birth about many things, and most of the things misses the main reason he came. He came to save us from sin, which is the greatest miracle of all. So as you celebrate this Christmas 2017, the question for you is this. Have you been saved from your sin? Or are you still lost in it? God broke 400 years of silence by first speaking to Zechariah, then to Mary, then a visitation by dream to Joseph. The heavens that had become brass were now open. But there was one more message concerning the son who was to be given that heaven delivered to earth. The breaking of the silence that lasted for 400 years was climaxed by God's heavenly host visiting shepherds who was living out in the fields. And Christmas wouldn't be Christmas, at least without the reading of this passage. It's found in Luke 2, verses 18 through 16. And I'm reading from the New King James. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of, of, of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Thus the heavens that had been closed for 400 years were now wide open as God used his angel armies to declare that a son has been given. When God broke the 400 years of silence, he used angels to deliver his message. On four different occasions, angels came and communicated to man God's plan of redemption, his plan to give to to us his son to save us from our sins. Gabriel went to Zechariah and Mary. An angel visited Joseph in a dream. An angel visited the shepherds in the field who was then joined by a vast host of angels, the angel armies of heaven declaring that a son had been given. Where is God? once spoke through the prophets and he used angels to break the 400 years of silence. He now speaks to us through the Son who was given to us and he speaks by way of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Listen to Hebrews 1, again from the New King James. He said, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself Jesus, by himself, purged our sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And Throughout the book of Hebrews, the writer reminds us of the superiority of Jesus over everyone and everything. Christianity, which is our expression of faith in the Son who was given, supersedes all other religions and can never be surpassed by anything. Search the world over and you will not find anyone or anything better than Jesus. Nothing. Nothing. And life in him... Is the best life imaginable. Amen. Even through the ups and downs that we all go through, there is nothing that compares to life in the Son who was given. God, who has sundry times and in various ways spoke to our forefathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. The question is, do you hear him speaking? Do you hear him speaking today? Let me close by sharing with you something I believe. Jesus spoke to my heart just a couple of days ago. This past Friday, I was thinking about next year. And as I thought about 2018, thought about what I want 2018 to to be like, my thoughts drifted to how I want to live out the rest of my days on earth. When you get to be my age, you start kind of having those thoughts. How can I finish well? How can I, Lord, how can I live out the rest of my days the best that I can? Soon the meditations of my heart, which I believe were prompted by, by the son who was given, the son who speaks to us today, soon that meditation turned into a Christmas wish. Now, to wish for something means to feel or express a strong desire or a strong hope for something that is not easily attainable. To wish means to want something that cannot or probably will not happen without a miracle or without divine intervention. This was my Christmas wish to the miracle working God. Lord, let the remaining days of my life, starting with 2018, be lived out, making the lives of others better. That's my Christmas wish. that I can live out my life making the lives of others better. My wish is that I can somehow make my life, my wife's life, better. That I can somehow make the lives of my children I could somehow make the lives of my grandchildren better that I could make the lives of my sons-in-law and my daughter-in-law better that I could make your life better that is my wish my Christmas wish You see, God has blessed me beyond measure. And all I need is to know that I am pleasing to him. Is to know that I'm making a difference in your life. That I'm not wasting your time. That I'm not missing the mark. But with a passionate desire to see the Lord Jesus Christ exalted. That my focus would not be on me, but it would be on you. be honest with you. I really don't know if I know how to live that out. But I know God does. You see, I don't know. Because what I might think you need, what I might think I need to say to you may not be something that you need to hear at the moment. What I may think I need to do for you may not be something that God will have me do for you. So, so even with good intentions, I realize, God, I don't know how to do this. All I can do is wish for it. But without divine intervention, I can't make it happen. So if my Christmas wish is going to come true, I need God's miracle-working power to be at work in me. And I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. I have to be led by the Holy Spirit. He must direct my words. He must direct what I do. I have to let him order my steps if my Christmas wish is going to come true. Because I can't do it with every amount of goodness in me without the Lord's help I will miss the mark. That's my Christmas wish. That I could make your life better. What if we all Such a wish? What if we decided that we want to live out our days on earth not focused on self but focused on others? listen there's just a handful of you in this room a handful of you that's watching online would say God I want to make the lives of other people better this church this city this state This country, this world would never be the same if we in this room made that wish to the God of miracles. So I close with these words. Will you take a moment and see if God will have you? Make a similar wish to him. Those of you viewing online, will you do the same? Just take a moment. God who at sundry times and in various ways spoke to us through the prophet, the God who broke 400 years of silence by speaking to us through angels, now speaks to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Will you listen? And that concludes today's podcast message. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Force for Church podcast. We pray you have a great week. God bless.